Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. Welcome to episode 111 of the Practicology Podcast. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today. This week's episode, obviously entitled by Mike, is called Using Your Spiritual Baloney Detector. Mike, help us out with what you have in mind with that title. Sure thing. Well, sometime in the last year, uh, some friends of ours had us over and introduced us to a game called Hearing Things. It was tons of fun. We had a lot of laughs. And what happens is you wear these special headphones, which are constantly broadcasting voices into your ear. And meanwhile, another person is reading out phrases from a card to you, but you can't hear them because of all the noises in your in your headphones. So what you have to do is ignore the voices you're hearing and try read the person's lips. And once you get the phrase right, your partner moves on to the next phrase on the next card. This sounds just like what it would be in your home, Mike, when you've got your four daughters trying to talk to you at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and maybe that's why I, I think I did reasonably well at it. So maybe I'm fairly well practiced at it. But uh, yeah, and, and you know, I, I think this is a case where the game mimics real life. Uh, we live in a noisy world. There's lots of competing voices and differing opinions, teachings, religions in the world around us. And maybe we hear quite a few voices inside of us too. And so the question is, well, how do we discern the truth? How do we get it right amidst the chaos of all the noise and the contrary opinions. And I want to narrow our focus in this episode. I, I don't have in mind, you know, debates about what is and isn't healthy for your dogs to eat and stuff like that. I'm talking about uh, people claiming to talk for God, people claiming to teach the truth about God. And how do we know who to listen to? How do we know if someone claiming to speak the truth about God is right or not? These are good questions because it can certainly be very disorienting and here we are living in the internet age and the smartphone age and we have such exposure to different movements, different ideas, different teachings. It's exponentially greater than what it used to be. I, I think I read recently that the uh, amount of data that we have from the world up to like the year 2022, we replicate that amount of data every I think every two months or every two days, something crazy like that. Huh. So there's so much information out there. We do need help with these questions that you've raised. As always, God's word is amazingly relevant to our needs today, even though it was written thousands of years before the advent of the smartphone. I know you're going to take us to 1 John today. Uh, the Apostle John writes in 1 John 4, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. But test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. So there's that idea, even in John's day, that the world is full of false prophets, different voices, full of conflicting ideas and unreliable messages. Yeah, and that verse is part of a paragraph in 1 John that I find really helpful for helping us to discern things better. Uh, the paragraph is verses 1 to 6 of chapter 4, and I just want to point out a few things that John is saying in this part of his letter. And, and I'm calling this episode using our spiritual baloney detector, as you mentioned, Matthew. And what I mean is, um, well, it's kind of like a theological radar system. Uh, Gary Burge uses that term in his commentary. Our spiritual baloney detector is our capacity to hear a teaching or an idea or a spiritual claim about God and to detect if the claim is baloney or not. And uh, yeah, baloney just means foolish or, or nonsense. Is, is this true or is this nonsense? And if it's baloney, if it's wrong or if it's harmful, then our, our detector should go off and, and there should be some alarms going off 
that, that will protect ourselves from what is being said. And John is telling us three things we need to do with our spiritual baloney detector. We need to activate it or turn it on. We need to calibrate it to make sure it's working properly. And then thirdly, we need to comfort it or encourage it. Okay, so you're starting with the first one, I presume. We need to activate or turn on our spiritual baloney detector. There's a phrase I've, I've never used before this podcast today, but it's, it's good. Mike, should listeners have their spiritual baloney detector turned on right now, even as they listen to you talk about this passage? Absolutely, yes. Uh, turn it on, everyone, and turn it up. We, we encourage you to always have it on when you're listening to the Practicology Podcast. Uh, get the Bible out, read the passage yourself that we're taking up, and humbly yet carefully weigh what is said here against what God has written in his word. And of course, do that Do that with everything. So, so yeah, number one, first point is activate your spiritual baloney detector. And this point is coming from the verse you read, Matthew. John says again, he says, don't believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. And if you keep reading in the verse, you find out that when he speaks about these spirits, he's meaning human teachers. Uh, he's, he's talking about how there's many people and they're claiming to speak for God, to have the truth about God. And many of them, according to John, are wrong. They're false teachers. He says, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. So, we're learning from this first point, you know, to, to activate your spiritual baloney detector. We're, we're learning that God wants us to be people of discernment. The, the Bible explicitly says, don't believe everything you hear. It says it right here. Don't believe everything you hear or read or watch. Uh, we, we as God's children, I mean, we are children of God, but we're not meant to be gullible children. And yes, by the way, the word gullible is in the dictionary. Well, thank you, Mike. This point is simple and straightforward, but it is important. I think lots of people maybe assume Christians should be gullible, but I mean, actually, I'm thinking of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you know, love bears all things, love believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So when I take that text and now I put it in relation to what you are saying, I need some help from you. I mean, the big question is how do we know who is right and who is wrong? How do we know what we are to believe we want to be loving but we need to test and identify whether something is truth or not too yeah good questions matthew and appreciate you bringing out the verse in first corinthians 13 it brings some balance to this um so that verse i take it in first corinthians 13 is saying that love love means that we we want to believe the best about people we want to believe the best about others but this verse and, and that one, I guess, come into to balance together. While it's true we want to believe the best about people, we still need to uh, test. We still need to weigh carefully um, what, is, what is being said. And so that takes us to our second point, and that is we need to calibrate our spiritual baloney detectors. A sensor or a detector is only good if it's calibrated. And it's the same with our ability to, to discern uh, spiritual truth. In fact, in verse 5, John talks about some people who have left the Christian community that he's writing to, and he says, they are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. So, these are influencers who, who used to call themselves Christians. They once said that they believed in Jesus Christ, but now they've left the faith, showing, uh, according to chapter 2, that they never were true Christians in the first place. And, and now John can speak of them and say, you know what, they are from the world. 
They speak from the world's perspective and value system. And guess what? The world listens to them. In other words, if you think that the way to test interpretations and ideas and people with YouTube channels is to see how popular their ideas are, or how many followers they have on Instagram, or how many listens and watches their videos are getting, your spiritual baloney detector needs to be recalibrated. The reason the world listens to the false teachers John's referring to is that they are from the world, they're not from God. And I think you touched on this when we went through Pilgrim's Progress as well. You talked about celebrity pastors a little bit and warned us about that. So now you're telling us we're not to discern spiritual movements or teachers just based on how big or popular they are. Uh, another caution I think we should have, another wrong way of gauging truth, is base it just on how sincere the people are who promote it. Of course, we, we want there to be a, a sincerity in our voices today as well, but an influencer can believe something very sincerely and be sincerely wrong. It's not enough then just to look at how sincere they are in their beliefs. People in religious cults are very sincere, but what they hold to is way off the mark of Scripture. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and, and nor is it sufficient to look at how the person votes politically. Or, or if they have, have the right look. Um, I, think, I think some Christian channels are expecting people to believe their social media content just on the basis of how good-looking uh, the, the people are that they're featuring on, on the videos. And, and, you know, we can think, oh, wow, that person is really attractive-looking, and she has it all together, it looks like, in her life. And, and I think what she's saying must be from God. I think this must be true, what she's saying. Well, it could, be, it could be true, right? It could be true, but that's not the right way to gauge whether it is true or not. Uh, another thing we can think is, well, uh, if someone is from the right church, what they say must be right. And if they're from a different church, well, then we better use our discernment. But the whole point about false teachers is that it's hard to tell them apart from the true teachers. Often it's not obvious who is a false teacher, which means they could crop up in the church that you're a part of. So John shows us how to calibrate our spiritual baloney detectors. He says in verses two to three, he says, by this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. So, so this is the test we use. What does this movement or group or teacher have to say about Jesus Christ? We need to calibrate our detectors Christologically. You can read through the whole of 1 John and see that John often refers to just one part, one piece of the gospel truth of Christ. But by referring to that one part, he's referring to the whole message. And if you read through the book, you can put all his test statements together and, and figure out that our spiritual baloney detectors should be evaluating movements by whether they confess that Jesus is the Son of God who took on flesh and became a sinless man so that he could die on the cross and make atonement for our sins. And that the only way we can know God and be his children is through believing in God's Son. Thank you, Mike, for piecing that variety of teaching from 1 John together for us. That's very helpful. And you've shown us that the key question is, what does it say about Christ? So, I mean, if a person gets the person and work of Christ wrong, they're wrong on the gospel, and they're going to be wrong on a whole bunch of other things. It's critical to evaluate teachings, starting there, what they say or don't say about Christ and his gospel. Yeah, and you just said what they don't say, and I want to pick up on that a little bit, because John says every spirit that doesn't confess Jesus is not from God. 
Now, demons, they believe Jesus is the incarnate Son of God who died and rose again, but they don't confess Jesus in the way John is using this word. They, they don't entrust themselves to him and rely on him and come to him in faith. So, so we ask, does this teaching that I'm hearing, that I'm evaluating, does this teaching confess Jesus in this way? Here's another thing. Maybe, maybe they're willing to say some true things about Jesus when they're pressed on it. But how central is Jesus to what they say and, and what they're all about in life? I get concerned with some discernment ministries um, because they, you know very clearly what they're against, but, but what are they for? And do they get more, more jollies out of exposing things to be wrong than they do um, out of just sharing Christ? And are they more thrilled about exposing the error, in other words, than they are about promoting the truth? So our first way to calibrate our spiritual baloney detectors, according to John, is by Christ and his gospel. There's a second way here, Mike, at the end of the paragraph. Verse 6, John says, We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So the first one is to check out how they talk. What do they talk about? The second one is about how they listen. Are they willing to listen to John and the other apostles in their teaching? If they're not willing to listen to the apostolic record of the New Testament scriptures, then they're not from God. As John says, by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and these two tests, they balance each other out. So uh, there are people in cults, for example, and if you ask them if they believe that Jesus is the Son of God who came in the flesh to die for us, they'll nod their head and say, oh yeah, absolutely. But meanwhile, they have their own definition for each of those key terms, and they actually mean something quite different than you do by them. So it's helpful to have this second test. And you'll find with, with these same people that they'll have very little time to hear what the apostles taught. They'll, they'll not be willing to listen to what John wrote or Paul or Peter. And, and so John says, if someone belongs to God, he'll listen to what God says. But if someone is unteachable, that's a major warning sign. And I suppose it works the other way too, Mike. Maybe you've noticed uh, there's some people, they, they love to talk Bible. They're happy to talk about odds and ends in the Bible. But you can soon tell that they're not really so excited talking about Jesus Christ and the gospel, the savior of sinners. And as soon as the conversation heads toward Christ, they're wanting to change the subject. As soon as you talk about salvation, they're uh, getting a bit squirmy. And so this is where that first test can help. Not, not just asking if they're willing to hear the Bible, but are they willing to hear the central message of the Bible, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Savior of sinners? Yeah, well, Matthew, there are things that I can take to heart from this conversation that we're having. Uh, I'm someone who tries to speak from God's word to other people. And it's, it's healthy for me to ask myself, am I teachable? If someone opens up God's word and questions me on something I've taught, do I welcome that accountability? Am I willing to be instructed by those who've gone before us? And am I willing to learn from what they have taught from Scripture and check what they say against Scripture? Or do I take a novel approach and, and throw out what the church has carefully taught from Scripture? Good questions, Mike. Good for myself as well. And maybe there's some people listening right now, though, and they're just starting to get a little bit overwhelmed, Mike. Maybe they're thinking of how many different groups and opinions and online spokespersons and influencers there are and 
they're wondering, how on earth am I going to properly test all these different voices that, that keep coming at me? And I, I, I get links to new stuff all the time, and I get emails, and I hear all these different things. So does John have anything to help us if that's where we're at right now? Yeah, I think he does. Uh, the third thing, you know, after we activate our spiritual baloney detector and calibrate it is, is comfort it, comfort your detector. And uh, so John says, verse 3, Every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. And we want to say, yikes, that sounds scary. Spirit of the Antichrist is in this world and he's, he's operating here. And, and we're seeing that in all the divergent teachings out there that deny Christ and his gospel. And so we need some comfort here. And, and the comfort is quick to come. Verse 4, John says, little children. There's comfort right there. <laughs> little children. That's who we are. And then he says, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Do you hear the comfort that's just dripping out of those words? You're God's children. He says, you are from God. And in the context of that letter means you are someone who's been born by God, born again into his family, and his life is in you. Um, not only are you from God, but he says you have overcome them. You've overcome all the false teachers and their teachings simply by believing in Jesus Christ, by believing the message of Christ, entrusting yourself to the person of Christ. You've overcome all the false teaching that rings through this world. And then he says... For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Yeah, the spirit of the Antichrist is in the world, and he's functioning, for sure. Satan is at work, but you have someone greater in you than he who is in the world. You have the Father in you. You have the Son of God in you, and you have the Spirit of God indwelling you. So take comfort. This job of discerning and testing isn't all on you and your puny, easily miscalibrated spiritual baloney detector. The Spirit of God is in you and He's helping you. The Son of God is indwelling you. He's already overcome the world. As, uh, as He says in John 16, 33, Jesus said, In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Well, that is a helpful word to us, Mike. It's a comfort if we're feeling a little bit overwhelmed and intimidated. Thank you. And there's another comfort here, too, just from what you're saying. I mean, it, it's not readily identifiable in our English translations, but in all of these verses, John is using the word you in its plural form, you all. So I take it we're not meant to do all of this on our own. My spiritual baloney detector is going to be helped by the spiritual baloney detector of my brothers and sisters as well. The job of weighing carefully and testing the spirits is a job we do collectively. We repeatedly emphasize the value of our local church fellowship on this podcast too. And, and that's part of this. They're all going to help us. Our brothers and sisters are helping us in weighing and discerning the truth. That's vital. Yeah. Uh, I used to think I was pretty sharp at discernment, but I'm learning that my ability to discern isn't nearly as impressive as, uh, as I used to think it was. Without going into any details, um, I was in a context in the last two to three years where someone uh, who took the place of a spokesperson for God, uh, spoke very forcefully. And my initial reaction inside was to give the person's words a fair bit of credence and power in my life. But afterward, when I talked with a few of the brothers and sisters that the Lord has put near me in life, and, and they were there with me, um, they shared some of their concerns, some of the things that they're 
spiritual baloney detectors had uh, picked up from the message, and I realized that they had discerned errors and serious problems that had escaped my detection and discernment. And as a result, I saw that I'd given that spokesperson far more power in my life than I should have. So, yeah, absolutely, we need to do this together. That's a very interesting example, and that personal example, Mike, it sort of sparks another question within me. You've talked about testing and evaluating and weighing what is said. Is there a danger that if we do all this discerning that that we might actually cease to hear God's preached word coming to us in power because we're a bit caught up critiquing and evaluating and trying to find fault? Yeah, that's such a great question, and, and it is it is a danger, um, which is why I'm so glad that the Apostle John, inspired by the Spirit, the true Spirit of God, he, he wrote immediately after this paragraph on testing the spirits. Listen to what he says. This is right on the heels of all this discernment stuff. He says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God, and so on. And so I think it's just helpful for us to see that context. Put these two things side by side, and we won't go wrong. Verse 1, he says, Beloved, test the spirits. Don't believe everything you hear. And then verse 7, Beloved, love one another. Don't allow your responsibility to weigh what is said. Don't allow that to quench your love or um, prevent you from hearing the, the true word of Christ spoken to you. Right. Thank you. Don't quench the spirit is a message from Scripture, First Thessalonians 5, and I think that's a helpful word from you on that subject as well. So thank you, Mike, for introducing me to the concept of a spiritual baloney detector. Let's make sure we have ours turned on and calibrated and then comforted, as well as being helped by the support of one another as well. Mike, thanks very much for the teaching today. You're welcome, Matthew. Hopefully I didn't set off your spiritual baloney detector while I was uh, teaching these things. I um, want to just mention that uh, our Pilgrim's Progress Reading Challenge ended successfully. We're so thankful for everyone who wrote in and said that they had completed it. And we just want to announce two winners, two winners of the draw, as being Esther Wallace and Catherine Turnbull. So thank you to you both for uh, your participation and congratulations on winning. Thanks for listening, everyone. May the Lord bless you all.